0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Drop to this Madre podcast. It is your host Adriana and I am so thankful that you are here listening, tuning in today on this beautiful night, maybe evening for you, maybe morning, maybe afternoon, whatever time you are listening. Thank you for joining us. I believe this is our first episode for 2022, and also today, January 17th, is 2022's first full moon, completely gorgeous outside, definitely um, has helped me set the mood for um, the podcast. I am so relieved to be doing this right now. Um, I don't know if you are new to my podcast, but this is legit an open diary of my life's downturns, those raw moments um, that occur. And I use this podcast as a way to release heavy emotions, to share snippets of ideas, theories, books, stories that have helped me get through the day. I take life day by day now. I do not um, focus on the future or the past. It is irrelevant, to be quite honest. Um, It's very hard to continue to practice, but I have noticed that when I practice um, being present, I am happier on my previous episode, I talk about about a lot about Eckhart Toll and his honestly theories, discussions about the ego. And about how focusing on the past gives you depression and thinking about the future gives you anxiety. So those are the two um, very strong, dark feelings and um, trauma reactions that I feel like my millennial homies are dealing with. um, Honestly, everybody right now. I also talk a lot about well honestly I quote and I mention several books one of them being Childhood Disrupted one of my favorite books the other one is Out of the Fog and I will be talking about two new books today one of them is poetry based and the other one is an audiobook I love Audible um And I highly recommend the book that I'm about to mention today. So welcome. I feel like I just like crashed into you with a bunch of information. But um, if you've been listening uh, to previous podcasts, and if not, then I will quickly summarize that I'm currently dealing with a lot of loss And I am struggling with it. I discussed a lot of the dark emotions that I've been battling, and I've found little, honestly, pieces of magic along the day today that I would like to share. And I want to start with the inward poetry book by Young Pueblo. I got the revised and expanded version. Not sure if that makes a difference, but I'm specifically going to page 181. And this poem honestly shook me, but it also pissed me off because I'm not there yet. I'm not able to do what Um, Pueblo Advises, and I literally had to clean, take a drive, visit one of my favorite places, visit a new place, and then come back home to fully accept that it's okay, that I'm not here yet. Now let's listen. Repeat daily. Notice the stories you hold in your mind. Let go of the ones that cause tension. Notice the stories you hold in your mind. Let go of the ones that cause tension. What upset me about these words Specifically the words, let go. It's so difficult to let go. It's almost impossible, I feel, when you're dealing with either a panic attack or a breakdown and your higher self or your mind is trying to surface and breathe again but when you're in those difficult emotions it's so hard to let go it's so hard and I do want to let go of a lot of those memories and stories that cause my body tension I don't want to feel that but I was mad because I'm like Pueblo yo like how am I supposed to let this stuff go On social media, we see a lot of toxic positivity with, quote unquote, seek within, find yourself. Time heals all wounds. Choose you. And of course, we want to choose ourselves. Of course, we want to look within. But... Sometimes a toxic positivity is very difficult to understand and believe when you are in a very dark place. So I left, I left the house. Um, I then turned on my audiobook and it gave me some peace of mind And it changed the perspective on what I read from Pueblo. It changed my mindset to, I'm angry that I'm not there yet, to, oh, it's okay that I'm not there yet. Literally, this is what healing looks like. In my audiobook, Whole Again, by Jackson McKenzie, part two or chapter two talks about identifying the protective self. According to psychology, the protective self are basically instincts or behaviors to protect yourself um, from any sort of reaction. Um, there have also been studies, especially with The emotional responses and self-protectiveness or self-protective behavior within the COVID outbreak. Okay. Why am I bringing this up? I'm bringing this up because when I'm having really dark moments, I reach out to people and I love hearing that advice. I love having my friend there with me, but... I'm also not able to see their perspective because I run differently. My protect, self-protective behavior is different than theirs. And a lot of the toxic positivity of go find yourself, um, focus on you, Is basically the same advice that I do receive from people, but now I'm starting to understand that it's truly their protective self that's talking for them. Now, these are all well-intended people. I love them very much. They support me in so many ways, but I just mentally cannot... It just does not click for me. And it doesn't click for me because... I don't want to numb any of the feelings that I have. So the protective, self-protective behavior can be something like, you know what? I'm going to focus on me after this, and I'm going to go get my master's in um, business administration. Or... You know, this is very difficult, but I am going to focus on my work and I am just going to be the best employee. Or even I'm just going to focus all on me. I'm going to do all the fun stuff, um, all the yoga. I'm going to keep my mind active so that I don't have to think about the void and the dark feelings that I have. That's what the self-protective behavior is. And it's an emotional response to things that are very difficult. And it's very natural. But what I've been feeling lately is the feeling of not wanting to leave that space. I want to sit with those uncomfortable feelings. Um, I don't want to be scared of them. And I think that is very brave of me, but it's also very difficult for me to do because I feel like in my previous chapters, I've definitely went into my protective self and started doing all these amazing things, right? Sometimes we call um, this our breakthrough after traumatic events, like this is my breakthrough, this is my time to do to do it all, to do everything that I've ever wanted to do, but an idol, um, you really don't focus on the void that you feel, I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw this cute cartoon, I love cartoons, of a little girl or a a woman, a teenager, sitting on the stoop with a quote-unquote demon. I want to be able to sit with the things that make me uncomfortable. And I want to be able to feel that and then let it go. I want to be able to see it, acknowledge it, and then let it go. When I came back home, I flipped a couple pages, and I found another poem from Young Pueblo that relates. This is on page 185. I am not sure when I will be completely free and healed, but I do know I will feel it more clearly than anything else I have ever felt in my life. Direct correlation. I don't know what I'm going to heal from the things that I'm going through. I know that I'm doing a lot to support myself through this i am investing a lot of resources to support myself through this i'm having to pull myself out of very dark spaces to support myself through this and i do know that when i feel completely free and clear of those dark emotions i'm Fucking sure, I'm going to definitely feel the difference. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to let go. I'm going to feel that my body is still and no longer tense. So going back to the previous poem, which says, Let go of the stories that cause you tension. Eventually, with the work that I'm doing, not just with time, because time does not do all of the healing, okay? It takes effort, a lot of fucking effort. With time, my body will no longer feel that tension and everything will be clear again. This reminds me of yet another story. So I hope you're cozy in your seat, holding your tea, or whatever it is that brings you joy. I worked with someone so amazing. I looked up to her so much. She held her shit together. I mean, she is probably one of the toughest women I have ever met in my life. Um, her life changed in literally overnight. And I'm talking about a huge change to where she literally had to leave this country, return to her home country, and then deal with grief and the loss of her father but also the grief and the loss of the career that she worked really hard to to achieve here. Um, I was doing my best to be a good friend for her and I gave her the toxic positivity. I told her that she needed to let go of the things that hurt her and well-intended, but she stopped me after several conversations and she was really real with me and straight up. And I realized that I could do nothing to soothe her pain, but she was very well aware that what she was going through was something that just had to happen. So she told me, a story that her mother used to tell her before bed. And it's the King's story. So one day there was a King and his loyal servant, AKA friend somehow, um, who they loved going to the forest and hunting. They would go into the forest with bows and arrows and one day the loyal servant was in the midst of hunting and accidentally, literally broke off the index finger of the king with the arrow. The king was hella upset, so he then put the servant in the cell in his basement for about a week, is what he told him. And once he, you know, wrapped his finger, because he doesn't want to bleed all over the place, he went out to hunt again, because he truly enjoyed being out in the forest. While he was in the forest, he ran into this native group of hunters. These native group, this native group was looking for the perfect sacrificial being. So once they saw the king, they were like, boom, perfect. This is our sacrifice. But they were very specific about the being they were were going to sacrifice. This being had to be perfect. But as you can remember, the king was not perfect. He was missing his index finger. That was broken off by the arrow, his loyal servant. Accidentally (laughs) shot with an arrow. Immediately, the native tribe noticed that and let the king go. And the king rapidly went to the cell with tears in his eyes, apologizing to the servant and saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so thankful for you. You saved my life. And the loyal servant, you know, completely confused. Um, The king was just in complete awe that what had happened to him in the past had actually saved him. And with that being said, everything happens for a reason, right? Had that accident not happened, the king would probably be sacrificed by the the native tribe. So I hope that any of this, whether it's the king's story, whether it's young pueblos, inward poems, whether it is being intrigued by the audio book Again by Jackson McKenzie. I hope that any of this um, intrigues you and supports you through your own struggles, through the, your own downturns. I love that you're here with me and I just want to thank you for being here. I hope you have an amazing day or night. And always don't forget to drop the Desmadre. Hi, if you want to hear or see more about us, aka just me, Adriana, follow my IG at Drop the Desmadre podcast.